0: So as many of you know, Shane and I are interested in purchasing a second property somewhere in the mountains of Idaho, wanting someplace we can enjoy with our family and possibly retire to. So I had my official first meeting with Jesse Taff of Waypoint Real Estate Group to discuss what it is we're looking for and for him to really clarify how the process will go. I came in thinking we had a pretty good idea of what we were looking for, but Jesse really helped us narrow things down and asked a lot of questions that we didn't even know we should be thinking about. After that, we met with Bryce Gonzer of Fulcrum Home Loans to discuss some different finance options and to get started so that we could move on a property as soon as we find it. We decided to capture some of these meetings on video so that we could share it with you on my Instagram page, Hello Meridian. Um, So just check back in the next couple of weeks and you can learn some of the things that we're learning and maybe move forward with your process of real estate investing. Also recommend following both Jesse and Bryce on social. They have a lot of very helpful information there.
1: And some exciting news. To keep up with demand, Treasure Valley Dermatology is excited to welcome another doctor to join their team. Dr. Kelsey Farrell, who is a board-certified dermatologist and fellowship-trained Moss surgeon, is now available to see new patients. Moss, I didn't know what that meant. I had to look it up, so I'll share with you. It's a surgical procedure to remove a visible lesion on the skin in several steps. Now you know, she sounds pretty smart. So to schedule an appointment, call 208-SkinDoc or you can request one online at dermatologyboise.com. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Welcome back to the conversation. Back to the podcast. This is Shane Plummer. During COVID, Natalie crossed paths with Parker Harger of the nonprofit So Good, while they were both helping provide teachers from various schools with lunch on a regular basis. That was our first contact with this organization, and we've since been able to learn much more. So Good's mission is pretty simple. Do good for good's sake. No other reason necessary. Just be nice to others and put yourself out there to do good. And that's a message we can get behind. Beneficiaries of his group's efforts include teachers, first responders, veterans, the Idaho Food Bank, and a horde of perfect strangers just like you and me. Talking to Parker, hearing his story, and learning that there's truly no gimmick behind what he's doing was surprising in the best way. It was doubly powerful coming from a guy who has more than his fair share of reasons to be a pessimist. Parker's the real deal, a genuinely kind human who gets his dopamine hit by consistently doing kind things for others. And by consistently, in others, we mean he's actively on the lookout daily to do something that will make the day of a total stranger. We were truly inspired after spending time with Parker. Subsequent to our conversation, we took him up on his challenge to consciously look for a way to render some service to a stranger. We did it, and we can report that it really did feel freaking awesome. So with that, we're happy to share with you a conversation with Parker Harger of So Good. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Uh, Natalie, welcome to the podcast. It's good to have you here.
0: <laughs> Are you inviting me <laughs> like I'm a guest? Thank you for inviting me on my Just own podcast. Just want to make sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're excited to have our, our guest, Parker Harger of the organization So Good, with us today. Parker, thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, we heard about your organization through Natalie. When Natalie was doing things with COVID through Hello Meridian, um, uh, arranging lunches for schools. I think that that's when you guys had your paths crossed. Is that correct? Yeah.
2: So I had thought of this idea to do free lunch for every school that my kids go to. And at that time, I had five kids in five different schools. And it's still the same. So <laughs> we Fun. thought, let's do all of the schools. So I had a friend that owned a crepe truck, the Crepe Boise. yeah, oh, yeah. and Kami. Kami's really so awesome. So Cammie and I and Mickey, we go way back. Mickey's an IT guy, and so we just kind of – we've known each other 15 years. And so they started talking about this food truck, and I was like, oh, I'll take it to where my kids go at Spalding Elementary. And she was like, oh, well, you know, they're doing something like that already. And so she gave me Natalie's number, and we reached out, and I think it was Cup Bop. We mm-hmm. did that one, and I was like, "I like this." Yeah. So I went and did all the rest of the schools. I like had four other schools, and then we've just been doing that every year, all five of those schools. But now it's kind of become all the West State of schools, and Boise,
1: and Valley View, and Mampa, and Caldwell. Dude, and that's awesome! That. So you've got food trucks going to all of these schools once a week, right?
2: Uh, no, not not like not throughout all the of them. You're yeah, yeah throughout, the, throughout year. the year, right. yeah. And yeah. so you're them.
1: we. I mean, most of the
2: funds just come from my wife and I, and so a lot of times we'll just go, okay, this week or this month we're going to pick this school. But what's been really awesome is like the PTOs or PTAs, I can't remember which is which, Mm -hmm. uh, they'll reach out and they'll say, hey, we were already going to do something like that. You kind of took our funding. Can we fund one for you? And then they say, okay, here's a check for this, and then we're like, all right, we're going to do, you know, another school. Cool. So we've, we've been able to do that. Sometimes, you guys probably know, Off the Grid Pizza, mm-hmm. Sid from Slow River, he's the president of the SIF, which is the Southern Idaho Food Trucks. But they'll be like, hey, these guys had something, ha- you know, somebody already paid for it and the wedding, you know, didn't happen or something happened and they just want to do something. And um, it's like,
1: oh, perfect. This is the school. So, yeah. Mm. Success out of tragedy. A wedding not happening. But <laughs> yeah. We, but we got all this food. Yeah. So.
2: And then the other cool thing is... Um, just through crazy amounts of luck, when we went out and did the Today Show, Starbucks got involved, and so now Starbucks will help me out at the different schools. So if I call them up and I say, hey, I want to do you know, a school, they'll just say where. And then when I show up, they give me um, you know, the coffee and the cups and everything for that amount of teachers, mm-hmm. and then I can just take it. Oh, that's so cool. that's really nice. That's so anytime cool partnership. I come up to a week or two where we're low on funds, I'm like, oh, I really want to do this school. We just go do it.
0: Awesome. Well, let's go back and, like, let's talk about what So Good is um, because, I mean, I know a lot of people do know about it, especially people who are interested in serving. um, But let's, let's talk about kind of what this organization is all about.
2: Yeah, so kind of have to go back a few years. In 2015, my dad passed away from a brain tumor. And anytime that happens where you lose a parent, I think you start really thinking about, like, what am I really doing with my life? You know, like mm-hmm. this guy, he he worked, you know, and he had his 401k and everything. And then he had a brain tumor and passed. Um, and then I went through uh, a divorce in 2016. You know, it was a tough time. And then in 2017, in October uh, 1st, I had went out to Vegas. And uh, I was in Vegas during the shooting. Okay. And when I came back to Idaho, I couldn't really connect with people like I used to because... I had been through this tragedy, and had seen stuff and everyone was kind of going about their lives. And then you get like really polarizing views on something, right? They're like, we should do this or we should do that or take away and make laws. And I was still trying to process what I had seen and been through, right? Mm -hmm. And so after my dad passed, after, you know, I got divorced, um, I was driving in my car, and I heard a thing on the radio that was like, hey, come down to the VA home. We have this thing called the Chrome at the Home. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I don't have anything to give these veterans, but I'm just going to go to kind of keep my mind off of everything. And I went, and I had this experience where I was like, man, I feel better, but I don't know why. Like, I, I'm giving all, all that I had left, and yet I got back into my truck like, man, this is awesome. I had a great time. And that just started this thing in my that I began to every day look for something to do to give back. And one day, someone was like, man, that is so good. And I was like, oh, I love that. <laughs> and so we started making shirts. And you say, out of tragedy, I was trying to find some way to give back. And then COVID happened. And I saw all the kind of same things that I had seen in Vegas, but kind of the opposite. So like, after what happened in Vegas, that very next day, you had all these people like on the streets, like donating blood and giving water bottles. And it was just like this community of like people. And no one could care about any other things that we cared about the day before.
0: Mm -hmm. No one cared. Super focused on on this
2: new need. But then when COVID happened, it was like the opposite. Like we began to be like, you know, you're, you're doing things differently than me. And I don't know if I agree with that. And I was just like, oh man, I need to capture this Vegas thing. And so my thought was, the people that are most impacted by this are teachers and i could see it i mean my background is it so i had my kids come home and there's a you know this mid 20s teacher super overwhelmed already trying to do a zoom call trying to do a teams call kids are screaming in the background she's losing her mind and she's trying to you know keep the class and put the stuff in and I was like this is crazy and then these people are are you know n- not maybe being appreciated like they should, and we're all kind of frustrated. So that's kind of where the idea of like, hey, let's go do uh, food trucks and really do that. And so kind of the marriage of So Good was we were already doing stuff, and then we had an opportunity to do more stuff. And then that's, I mean, you think about all those avenues. One of the things when I went to do the Today Show, we had talked about Peyton, this little girl that has cancer. But I had seen her because I had done free coffee for St. Luke's, and I just saw her and her mom you know, out there. And I went over and talked to her. And so there's been so many of these ripples
1: from that first time we did that one there at Spalding with Cup Up. I'm yeah. interested in that, in the difference between Vegas and COVID, right? I mean, Vegas, this tragedy stripped down, you said stripped down all the other differentiators right the things that make us different these people were all coming together and and we heard i mean i think that most of us have heard similar themes in like 9-11 and boston and you know all these tragedies across the country just have some way of making you forget the the stuff that you were kind of bickering about beforehand
0: yeah i don't know i find that kind of interesting yeah it's
1: very interesting and i think maybe when
2: you know, we're all older, we'll look back on it, and there'll be books that kind of come out and talk about what the differences were. Um, yeah, it, it it's one of the amazing things that is, you know, has come out of those tragedies, like nine eleven, and and Vegas, is like, we immediately realize what's important,
0: you know? Yeah, and you are a veteran, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, I agree with and COVID, you know, because I was obviously, you know, involved in some of those things, too, and I'm and, and watching, and And I remember thinking that so clearly on my side was um, we had such division, insane division, and these groups of people who were desperately wanting to do something. And I realized the importance of just being an organizer. Just, Just there needed to be some kind of leader because I think there are so many people. Well, I think there's a lot of very loud people who like to... Um, scream our differences. And then there's a mass majority of people who are quieter, but thoughtful and listening and wanting to help, but they don't know how. I mean, not everybody knows just how to make an impact. And that's one of the things I like about your nonprofit is that the mission is very simple. And that is, it to, from what I've seen, it is that we're just trying to create ripples of good for no other reason than it's good.
2: Yeah. And it's interesting because you made me think of something like to this day, I followed the Vegas shooting and tried to figure out why. And to this day, there really is none. The man that did it really didn't have a motive. There was no political or racial. There was nothing. Mm -hmm. And my thought was, if someone can do something really bad for no reason, why can't we do the opposite for no reason? that's really the message like if you really want to get down to it like the most emotional thing that is part of so good is like what if we did something for absolutely no reason other than it was a good thing and it was just like where we could start and that's been it Mm. over and over and over like over and over and over and i go back to that vegas day and i think about how many elevator rides i took with people that maybe didn't make it and i know that's kind of a crazy thing to think but i think why didn't i just say like hey man those are those are those are cool shoes huh? i like that you know like that shirt it really brings out your eyes and i do that now and people are like what is wrong with you and i was like well it's just like it's the opposite it's the complete opposite you know and you would if me and you were stuck on an elevator for like eight hours like it broke dude we'd become best friends like we would huh? we would talk you know i saw the other day like that, that airplane that crashed in the hudson that they're all like they meet once a year and stuff. Yeah, because you stood out on a wing with your fellow man for like 2 or 3 hours and thought you were going to die, now you guys are friends. Yeah. And um I think sometimes we forget about that and um it is it is discouraging, it is disappointing. You know, I've done free coffee for for uh you know Meridian PD and get people say, "Hey, do you know what those guys actually do? Look what you're supporting." And I say, "I don't know about all that stuff, but I know in my heart I just wanted to do something kind. I just wanted to give back, you know, a cup of cold water." to somebody who's thirsty and that's, that's been our message, you know, so staunchly our message is that if you can do something, you know, something bad can happen and we don't understand it like COVID again, to this day, I guarantee you, you really look and it's like, I don't know where it started and you have some factions, but I mean, there's not really been a real thing. That's like, this is it. And if like something can happen that impacts all of our lives so negatively, why couldn't something happen positively? Yeah. So, mm, and I love you it.
0: said that about the like the police department because I um I I love to support the police department and I will get some people who who respond and I'm like just because I'm supporting the police department doesn't mean that I'm not acknowledging that there's problems in police departments. Right it's an and i can support organizations and people and humanity and the good that they're doing and acknowledge yeah there's some problems right. but me supporting and you supporting the meridian police department is not saying that we are naive yeah and it just is an indication hey people are people and we can take care of each other and we don't have to make everything a political statement. Right. Sometimes we can just be good and we yeah. can just be kind.
1: Yeah. I don't know when that transition happened when you know uh you had to where our motives got pulled into our actions too. Like it's like just being good for the sake of being good is awesome. But it feels like there's critique over every action these days. And it's like, well, where does that come from? Are you a conservative? Or are you a liberal? Or are you doing this with an angle? And it's like, no, I'm just I'm just trying to help these people. But it feels like it's harder these days to do just objectively good things, right?
0: And nobody trusts that. Like for the there was the effort for Ukraine, and all I knew was that an organization in town was getting together supplies for people who desperately needed it in a country that is in was desperately in need. Yeah, basic things, right? They like just, blankets, like it's food, blankets and food. I'm like, there are children coats. on the street and they're starving, and I have an opportunity through my platform to start bringing things. But the hatred I got because of the political thoughts, well, don't you know what this president's doing? And I'm like, I don't care what they're doing. I want to be a good person. And if my children were starving on the street, I sure hope another country wouldn't stop to send medical supplies just because they don't like what my president's doing or their president's. Humanity is humanity without all of those clauses.
2: Mm. Correct. That, yeah, I just think you have to trust your your motive, you know, trust who you are, because I I think people also like that, um, you know. I, I always say to people that hurt people hurt people, mm-hmm. and it's like yep. they want to see you react, they want to see you, you know, and they're they're looking for that reaction, and uh, you know, it's it's tough, but there's so many times I'm like I'm so sorry that happened to you that you had a negative time with whatever you're dealing with. Like you had a a run in with a police officer that was negative. I I hate that for you,
1: Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah.
2: But I'm not going to stop being kind either. Like I, I can't. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, so tell us about some of the things that your group does. I mean, the food trucks is awesome. What other successes have you guys had? So the,
2: what we tried to do was like, look at people that were super impacted by COVID. So that was nurses, hospital staff. So we've done a lot of hospitals And then a lot of schools and the schools have just kind of become the thing um i did a school a week all last year so Mm -hmm. that was awesome um and then we got involved with the food bank uh when i was a kid um we struggled a bit and we went to the food bank so when i got back here to idaho i started working at the food bank and then when covid happened my kids had literally like nowhere to go right and so we just started going every day that was like our thing you know two hours a day we just go down to the food bank and we just became friends with people and did it. So now we do a monthly so good night where there's 20 to 30 people that do it. And uh, so that's been
1: awesome.
0: Oh Wow. That's I, incredible.
1: Um, What does the group look like? I, I mean, are there members? Is it like a board? Yeah, no, it's um, just me. Who's involved? Uh,
2: so, I mean, I have a board because uh, you know how things just kind of progress. So when we did, When we first started So Good, it was because we liked the name and we wanted to do something that was good and just kind of like that. So I reached out to a buddy and said, Hey, can you make me t shirts? Can you make me hats? And we just gave them away. And we still, to this day, we just buy t shirts, make t shirts, and give them away. Mm. Um, So what does it look like? I like to think it's just a group of individuals like yourselves that are like, Look, we're just, we just want to do some things that are good. So it's more of like a mantra. And so I never wanted it to be a group where like, you know, it, it had any affiliations with anything or we were like, oh, we're not about you. And so like so good. Anyone can be it. You know, I have people I have a friend that's like in Louisiana and he's like, can I start your ch- a chapter? And I'm like, yeah, just go out and do stuff that's good. You know, <laughs> when we did the, the Today Show, I had schools that reached out to me like in Massachusetts and I sent all the kids T-shirts and we'll do Zoom calls and they'll all tell me about the good they did that week. So to me, that's what so so good it was about. It wasn't really like a group, you know, that meets and has you know a set thing that we do. Um, that's been kind of frustrating. I know for some people they're like, oh, we want a thing, and I'm like, well, I have five kids and I have a regular job and then everything else we do. But I tell them all the time, I'm like, you guys could do stuff that's so good, right? Like you could, you could be driving down the road and see somebody stopped and like changing a flat tire, and you stop in and then you help them and then you go off and then that's so good. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, I think sometimes people need just like a little bit of organization. I get that a lot is I think because like you're a leader in this, I feel like I'm a leader in some things and then they want you to give direction and like I get a lot of that. Oh, could you organize this? Could you put this together? I'm like, uh, I got three kids and I'm running two businesses, so no, but sometimes it's like as simple as why don't you show some of your service on your social media and you can use a hashtag so good. Right. That's it. That's yeah. all that takes because yeah. when you think about the concept it's really about these ripples. You don't have to ask permission. You don't have to find out like well what are we doing this week? It's just the momentum. Yes. yes. But not everybody kind of can yeah. grasp that. Right.
2: And so we try to do stuff um you know September she has her amazing, you know, connections mm-hmm. uh, connection is the cure. So I, I try to reach out to her and say, hey, if you need anything, volunteers, you know, do things like that. There's another website, Just Serve. Sure. Really yeah. So I just, I basically peruse Just Serve once a week, you know, a couple of times a week. And then I just say, Oh, that sounds like our group. You know, let's add that in. Um, I would love to, but, you know, to your point, you know, you have people that reach out and they're like, well, can I bring my child? And what kind of shoes should I wear? And after a while, it's like, well, you know, let's just try to pick things. So that's why we really picked the food bank. Because food bank was easy, you know they they can set up all that stuff for you. So
1: yeah, mm. I was thinking about the example that you shared. Hey, you can just stop and help somebody with a flat tire. Um, I had this experience in high school that was life changing for me, and where I was in high school, and I pulled over one night and I helped this lady change her tire in the dark. She was so grateful; she almost cried. Yeah, and I remember just driving away in the feeling, like the palpable feeling yeah. that I had was like. Holy crap! Like that was scary. Stopping, yeah. talking to a stranger, right? But the way that I feel right now, contrasted to how I felt, yeah, like it was almost like a drug. And I right. thought that is cool. Yeah, that's a cool e- right. experience. And I think that that has just kind of shaped my willingness to like just help people sometimes, yeah. and just put yourself out there. Like I'm okay being uncomfortable now because I know that on the right. other side of that, there's a pretty cool experience, and that's going to net positive right to the world around you oh. right to
0: just net positive for no other reason than it, it nets positive yeah. i mean and that that is an ad- addictive feeling and like i think of it as the ultimate antidote for this i guess loss of control of whatever's going on in the world totally agree with you i mean like we can't you know you watch the news and you just you're low and then you watch social media and you hear hate and i think I don't want to spend my life feeling this way. I'm not going to be oblivious. Yeah. I'm not going to be naive. But every time I walk by someone, I'm like, "Dang, like you look sharp today." Yeah, and they smile a real smile. Yeah, and then their smile becomes my smile. Right, and then I know their smile keeps on going. It's like I feel, I feel this real, true hope in humanity, and it's like this one thing that gets me. That, Overcoming all this kind of gross transition that our whole world is dealing with right now. I
2: I totally agree with you, and I I just don't know yet, like kind of how to quantify that. I know it helped me, you know. I know when I was in a a place, you know, after my dad passed, and you go through a divorce and you just feel lost, and it's like what really helped me was focusing on other people. But so many times when I tell people, they're like, "Oh, well, I I don't feel like it. I get home and I don't, I don't feel like doing anything else." And I was like, "I'm telling you, it's like a drug." Uh you mentioned changing tires. I have like a NASCAR style jack in the back of my truck and then I have a big DeWalt um impact gun and then I have a set and probably once a week I change one on eighty four and I just get out and it takes me about six minutes and it's like two two pumps, it's off the ground. You've got it down. And my wife yeah. just laughs and I come back and people will give me the weirdest look. Like they'll be like Dude, <laughs> why? And do why I'm like it? have <laughs> a great day. And my wife just laughs, and like she'll see him across the freeway, and she's like, "You're pulling over, aren't you?" I'm like, "I have to, I have to, I have to do another one of these." And it's so fun, it's awesome. Yeah. But I've been on the other side, you know, where I had a flat tire, and I just one after another going, I'm like, "Man, it'd be awesome if somebody pulled over." And so, you know, to your point, what we're all talking about is, you you have to do it. You just got to start somewhere, you know. And so, um, you know, maybe the answer to the other question is like, what is the group? the group is exactly what it's supposed to be it was like us turning our focus towards other people and trying to do good and and we have you know in mm-hmm. some way and i don't even know where that all is but i know it uh
1: i know we did you know some good yeah. so uh from my perspective it looks like and i don't want to put words in your mouth so you you tell me kind of where i'm on base or off base but there was a point an inflection point in your life when you started focusing on other people and you started making consistent efforts to do good and to net positive. It's almost like you've got this interesting point where you can look at before and after. How would you describe just your your worldview before you kind of started focusing on this and what it looks like like now? Well, I think when you're young, like when I was in the Marine Corps, you, you're
2: so focused on like building and and, and having and, and things like that. And that's the most important thing, right? And uh, I don't know, there's this saying like a man, you know, goes out and then on his way, he like, he comes back. And there's a point where you reach this point where like you start walking back. And I felt like there was a point where I started walking back. You know, you get out. And so you, you the first thing you wanna do is you wanna get away from your parents, you wanna prove yourself. And so it's just like, you're really focusing on yourself but anyone who's ever focused on themselves at some point will get to a point where they're like, I I have all these things and yet I don't have. And what's interesting is your parents were telling you all along, right? Like when you were young, they were like, break the cookie in half and give the biggest piece to your brother, you know? And it's like they were telling you in the very beginning what life was about, right? They were – and then you get out and then you realize like, wow, like it was all back where I was. Mm. And so, yeah, you know, like um, – I mean, I always always wanted to do good stuff. When I was in the Marine Corps, I always wanted to do good stuff. But um, Vegas really helped me level set on that. Almost like nothing else was important except for the things that are important. You know? Mm-hmm. Like when we were out there, there were people that would have paid any amount of money just to be safe, to know that they were safe. And you know, people are running around and you have like people uh, that are, you know, bartenders up to like, you know, people that only come to Vegas in a Learjet all in the same room, you know, mm-hmm. looking for comfort, looking for water, looking for food. And then I just realized, like, the humanity, the humanity is like, we need to somehow figure out how to connect on that level. So, mm. um, yeah, it was it was definitely a catalyst for four things.
0: Mm. <laughs> I was uh, in Washington, D.C. Um, a couple weeks ago, and um, I was having kind of this discussion disagreement with this um, person I was standing with because there was an individual who was homeless on the street and she was like, Oh, you know, don't, there was a, there was a political reason she didn't want to like give something to this person. And I just walked over and I was like, what do you need? And he said, if you could get me a ginger ale, that would be really great. Cause he's, he smiled. He said, I don't have any teeth so I can't chew. Yeah, And like, I like my entire self just like crumbled at this human yeah I don't know his background but like there was a thirsty man yeah in fr- and we were we could see the White House yeah you know I'm staring yeah. at the White House right what a like I picture. love my country yeah and then I'm looking at this man and he had um tattoos I could tell he was a veteran and like he had he'd he'd helped our country and then but then I'd had this conversation with someone who who for a political reason, for whatever reason, I shouldn't help this person. And like, I don't want to allow anyone to tell me who and who I shouldn't help. Like, and when I gave him, he couldn't even open it. I opened the ginger ale for him and it was like, I don't know what's going to happen with that guy. But like that moment, at least I knew. And I felt like I helped humanity and like, I could walk on like feeling better, but I also just felt that kind of, a little bit of rage that I feel quite often of like, don't tell me who I can and can't help. Like all of us, we're all just this one weird massive group trying to like get through the planet. I don't know why it's so difficult to just help each other.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I love the word ignorance. I just think it all boils down to that. And if you, if you, you think about, I mean, we've talked about Vegas, so we'll just use it as an example, but you know, when, you, when you're a young person you, and you go to a, an event like that, you have ignorance as to the, the amount of life that you have left what matters, right? And so you have these groups, like you, you mentioned that you, like, you were raised in the South, where it's like from a time that you were young, you were, you were basically given information that ignored a lot of the, of the facts. Mm-hmm. And so now you, you're from a place of ignorance. And so, um, you know, I, I try to be understanding of that, that it's, 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 maybe it's subconscious ignorance. Sometimes I think it's conscious ignorance, to be honest. But it's like, it's, it is ignorance, and I'll tell you why. When I was in the Marine Corps, we were in places of, of attack or something was bad as happening. All that stuff went out the window, right? We all were so connected for a time and then we would go away and then the ignorance would creep back in, you know, and you would ignore like this person's no different than me. Mm-hmm. Like why, why would I think that? Why would I, why would I go down that? Why would I allow people to kind of shape my way of thinking? So a lot of times when I hear those kinds of things, I think, man, what, what, what ignorance that there is, because I'm telling you that probably won't matter as much as you think it does Yeah, in the grand scheme. But, I feel very lucky to be in an environment that helped me do that cuz so it's very difficult to look at a person who hasn't been through that and say hey it really matters you know try to tell a 17 year old that you know it matters you know what they do and how they live their life 80 and 85 like when I go to the VA home and I talk to those guys that are 80 and 85 they just grab my hand and they say go be with your family nothing matters more than that like you know go home right now and you're like oh okay and then you realize like like they understand it
1: dude that's the message you know. that is boiled down in that old person's mind is right if I could send you any message the most important message is go be with your family yeah that's cool and it's it's it's
2: it's cool and I, 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 I'm I feel lucky like you said out of tragedy that thing happened that I was you know able to um, kind of
1: yeah change the life I, uh, I really like what you say about ignorance and I mean because I do believe that the more you learn, the more you are curious and ask questions, the more likely to change your perspective or your perspective looks different. And I think that when the world looks different, then you have an opportunity to act or to change or to be different. And uh, But that requires a certain amount of curiosity and, and acknowledgement that I don't know everything. I don't know everything in this person's life. I don't know everything about this organization, but, but I know that they're full of humans, and I know that humans need service and connections. So right. let me learn a little bit more about them and maybe, I don't know, maybe my perspective on them changes.
0: I know, it's, that's a very brave thing though. I think it's very brave to be able to say, um, I'm going to keep my mind open. Because so often we shut our brains down because we're f- afraid. You know, we're afraid of learning more. We're afraid of bringing in more. And to continue to see humanity as just one equal group is a brave thing um, and it it requires intentionality and to constantly question the messages that we're getting. I mean, if I came in from the messages I had growing up, there'd be groups of people I would not want to be around. Right. And that, uh, you know, I've had to forgive myself for past beliefs on people and luckily not many actions, but um, I am st- constant, I mean, I'm, we're in our forties and we're, we're still learning how many things we are, we have shoved in our brains about people that we have to question, but there's something interesting about that, that when you serve someone, it, it, it does change. And, um, I think that's why you love your kids so much. <laughs> it's yeah. like, sometimes they're they're not they're not the nicest people, but you serve them to such com- like so so completely, and and sometimes we've talked about that as like married. That sometimes when we really don't like each other, sometimes we just really need to serve each other, because that service opens our opens us up to their stories. Right, but it's so backwards of how you feel in that moment. Oh yeah. yeah, it's mm-hmm.
2: hard. And that's the thing.
1: I need to feel better before I can do this thing. Right. But that's not how it and works. And that's, that's the hardest message I think I've had to work through with
2: people is like they're like I want to go to the gym, but I don't feel like it right now. And I'm like, when you finish that gym, you're gonna be like, man, I'm glad I came. When you make your bed, you know, there's something that is like the serotonin in your brain. It's like, you know what? Good job. Dude, that's and it's a good, the good. same kind of drug of helping, but you're like, man, I don't, I don't feel like it right now. Like I'm so low. And even like even you know some of my teenagers they'll come home and they'll just be like, you know, something happened in school and, you know, on Instagram or something. And I'm like, let's go out to the VA home and hang out. And it's like, I don't feel like it. And then they come back and they're like, thank you. I'm like, I know, I know how it is. You just don't want to see anyone and your heart is so hurt. But all of a sudden you begin to give. And what you get is so much more. Um, One of the things I forgot to mention, we were mentioning things we did. I love veterans. And so we we got tickets to all like the Hawks games, and the Idaho Steelhead games. And so I just go to the VA home and get a few veterans and then go to the games with them. So that's what I've been doing for the last three years, just myself. Mm -hmm. Now, they have their own programs, but, you know, it's difficult because you have to have a nurse, you know, and you have to have all these things, and I don't have a lot of that. So since some of them can come and go as they please, I just go in there and say, hey, you guys, this is what we're doing. Tonight's Meridian Speedway. If you guys are in, let's go do that. And um, it's incredible. Like you, you hear comments like, man, I haven't been to a baseball game since, you know, and it gets throughout some number. Mm. And all of a sudden you realize, man, like I've been going to these all the time and I don't I'm not super grateful about it. It's just a game. But This guy's been here for two or three years, you know, sitting behind a piece of glass, just waiting to go outside. So, yeah, that's another thing that we've really been trying to focus on is veterans, school teachers and then hospital staff. And then some law enforcement and you know um,
1: firefighters things like that um, you know those are those are ones that are or those are easy. groups that need some a little bit of service and a little yeah. bit of ag- acknowledgement right yeah. Yeah.
0: I know that there's a lot of people who listen and what I've learned about people especially in Idaho is that genuinely I think they're good people and they do want to help each other again though they don't really know how I love um, I love what you guys are doing I I think there's ways that people can do good. Um, well, I think there's very simple ways. I think one, do one thing, just the base start, do one thing that makes somebody like genuinely happy or smile that day. And then that motivates you to do further. Like sometimes you just have to start that one thing. But like when we were talking about with just, or with, um, Idaho gives the amount of nonprofits to support in Idaho are incredible. And, um, our next podcast that we're actually recording is with um, Boise Angels. That's what's yeah, called right. They're amazing. And mm. like Boise Angels has an incredible opportunity for families to kind of, you know, adopt other people right. who who maybe you can't foster children, but you can adopt an entire family, you know, and like help them or send, you know, they have all this stuff. And like that one thing of just getting involved with something like Boise Angels and your family is part of that. I mean, they they will line up so much for you. There's a lot of organizations where all you have to do is is really just say, I wanna help, what do I do? And they will they will give you um, so many things. So if you're not the kind of person who can just kind of see it, kind of like you are doing, um, there are so many organizations and the nonpro- Idaho nonprofit website has so many of those yes. options.
1: Hmm. Um, listening to you talk Natalie and to you Parker just makes me think you can train yourself. I am fully convinced that you can train yourself to start seeing the opportunities to just, just do good around you. I think that a lot of people think, well, I don't know what to what to do. I need help. I need some direction, someone to kind of guide me. And I think that that's okay to to get you started, but you can absolutely develop the habit of looking out for these things. Like I'm sitting here thinking about a call to action, right? If I could give people a call to action, my call to action would be, all right, today I want you to commit that tomorrow you're gonna do something for somebody else that you don't know. And your goal is, when you wake up tomorrow morning, start looking for the opportunity. You have not completed your day until you find the opportunity to do something for somebody else. And just go through one day looking for an opportunity. And when you do it, make a note of how you of how you feel. It's that amazing would, would, when you would look, be my call.
0: You see it everywhere. That's what's crazy. <laughs> like when you start thinking about it, it is nonstop. Of hey, I just noticed this person like couldn't pay for their groceries and they walked out. Like like you you have opportunities all the time and what's interesting is when you start looking for those opportunities, you get out of that dark place that sometimes you find yourself in because looking for those things is only in the light.
2: Yeah, it's so true. But you have to change your mindset. Mm -hmm. I've gone up Eagle Road and before I left, I didn't have my mindset and I'm frustrated. But then I've gone up and thought, you know, I'm going to let as many people in as possible. And all of a sudden, like, I'm having a blast, right? I'm, like, waving people over. I'm enjoying my time. And I totally changed my perspective because before I left, that's, you know, kind of what I wanted to do. And yeah. then, it, then it was like, oh, well, this is, this is fun. Like, come on in. You know, like, we're all going the same speed. It's all fun. until so, you know, it kind of changed your mind. The other thing, too, you talk about um, supporting nonprofits. So we have a website, sogood.org. And people are always like, oh, hey, can I give you $100 to get? to do teachers. And I was like, well, you know, you could do it yourself. And it's not that I don't want your money. It's like, I want you to feel that feeling, right? Like just go buy 8,000 donuts, right? Just do it. Go to Albertson's, go get 8,000 donuts, go to Rocky Mountain High School, walk inside and say, these are for teachers and see how you feel. Right. And so that's more my thing is like, you, you can give me money and I'll just turn around and give it to them. But like, check it out. Like see a veteran, Every single day, and just say thank you for your service. Just watch what happens. Just yeah. just walk up, shake their hand, and say, "Hey, thank you for your service." And after a while, you'll see veterans everywhere, yeah. all over the place, and you'll start feeling that feeling. And so, you know, that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to foster in it. Um, I'm kind of happy with where it's at right now. Um, but if you know the call to action would be anything, it's just that if you do it, two things will happen. One, you'll make the world a better place. But two side effect that you had no idea was going to happen, you're going to feel so much better about yourself, right? You, you, just, you just will.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, um, my dad always said this, if I had a call to action, my dad talked a lot about being gracious. This was just, he liked that word, but um, his definition was that when people leave their interaction with you, they feel better about who they are. Right. And it doesn't mean you have to agree with them. It just means that you see them and you're kind to them and whatever that means. And uh, going through life trying to make the people who have interactions with you feel good and safe kind of makes you feel good and safe. And um, I'm so grateful that he he gave me that advice. I'm not always good at it. Right. But um, it's a very simple mind mindset that can change everything.
1: You're pretty good at it.
0: I'm pretty good at, at that mindset. Yeah, oh, and making too-
1: people feel good about who oh, they are. I appreciate that. You yeah. do too. Dude, this has been an awesome conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, You mentioned where people can find you, uh, information, uh, sogood.org, correct? Yes. Any other place that they can find you? You on social? Uh,
2: we we're on social media. I think we have an Instagram and Facebook. Um, and we just try to post just so people can know what we're doing. Um, you know, you won't see a single post on there that has any kind of you know, political or religious or any kind of thing it's just like hey that's what we're doing Mm -hmm. i just
1: hope you guys put a smile on your face you know um yeah cool
0: awesome i love that
1: parker awesome your energy's awesome and i'm just so grateful for what you're doing and you've inspired me to be on the lookout a little bit more often for what i can do so thanks
2: yeah thank you guys
0: thanks for listening this is the boise bubble podcast please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review Follow us on Instagram at the Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time.
1: Thanks again to our sponsors, Jesse Taff of Waypoint Real Estate Group and Bryce Gonser of Fulcrum Home Loans for supporting local dialogue. Find them on the web at www.waypointidaho.com and www.waypointidaho.com com to learn more. And thanks to our new sponsor, Treasure Valley Dermatology and Dr. Dustin Portella. Find them on the web at www.dermatologyboise.com and on Instagram and TikTok at Dr. Dustin Portella.